Welcome to this Convincing Matters chat on mortgage market mayhem, hints and tips for conveyancers. Welcome to Convincing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. So, Stu, hello, hello. Not seen you for a while, mate. How are you? I'm very good, Lorraine. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. Well, we've decided, haven't we, to to do a uh, you know a, a, a quick and dirty um, conveyancing matters chat. Quick and for dirty, our, <laughs> quick and dirty, definitely. Uh, conveyancing matters chat for our lovely conveyancing colleagues, because of course, you know, they say a week's a long time in politics, but a few days is a long time in conveyancing world, isn't it? Because you know we have the stamp duty land tax no holiday announced on uh, end of last week, and everybody thought that might be quite a good thing, but since then. Um, We've got the mortgage market mayhem that may or may not be happening. And whilst on the one for you to say, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And whilst on the one hand, Stu, you and I, I think, have always strongly felt, you know, people shouldn't be talking the property market down because it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I think, you know, the reality is that um, we've got some uh, mortgage offer difficulties happening right now. And what we thought would be a good idea would be just to share some of our thoughts and hints and tips really about what to be doing with our conveyancing colleagues. So, um, uh, well, what has been reported over the last few days as a result of the sort of slip of the pound, you know, the slide of the pound one way and interest rates going the other is initially, Stu, we just had the report that um, a number of big lenders, Halifax included in particular, were pulling mortgage products from their shelves uh, to enable them to reprice those mortgage products. And the BBC was reporting um, as at, I mean, we don't normally give the date, but it's the 28th of September today. Uh, And the BBC was reporting, wasn't it, Stu, that some uh, 935 mortgage products, that being some 25% of mortgage products Mm. have been pulled in the last um, few days. But... There were sort of pundits out there who who have been saying in the last couple of days, Stu, that um, just because products have been pulled, that doesn't necessarily mean that existing mortgage offers that have already been issued to uh, buyer clients will be pulled. That was the that was the thinking. But it's fair to say, Stu, that that uh, that idea of the withdrawal of mortgage offers being less likely isn't isn't what you've been experiencing. No, certainly not as a as a generalisation. Um, you know, you're quite right. It, it, we were led to believe, weren't we, that it was certain products. And I think with Halifax, it was if you paid a product fee, you get a lower rate and stuff like that. And it would be those type of offers that would be withdrawn. But practically what we've seen in the office, um, there's a lot of mortgage offers that have been pulled whereby clients don't, you know, aren't eligible, should we say, for, for anything else, for any other product. So I think uh, it's maybe not as rosy as it was made out to be. But um, so know, just to like... be clear, already you are seeing clients, existing clients on existing purchases, having current mortgage yes. offers. Yes. Pulled. Yeah. And yeah. how are yeah. you getting current, notified? Current, current mortgage offers are being pulled. Um, we're receiving emails, letters from banks, etc. Um, and you know, clients are ringing saying they're not eligible. Clients have been informed by their banks that the office has been withdrawn um, and there's nothing else that they're eligible for. It could be certain clients' sort of, you know, lending criteria that might lead to it. But, you know, I think we discussed before we came on air that the sort of self-fulfilling 
prophecy or the snowball effect um, and, you know, where you get a number of mortgage offers being withdrawn for any reason, uh, it's only going to look bad statistically. And of course, that's going to really affect consumer confidence, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think, um, yes, exactly. Of course it is. I mean, some people are going to just not proceed with mm. purchase due to the uncertainty yeah. that they might be feeling at the moment. Um, but I'm just what I'm just particularly interested in is the fact that, as I say, that we, you know, we do have existing offers that are being pulled. Um, yeah. And as a matter of interest to you, and it might be a really obvious question, but as I said, I know you just mentioned it, but but specifically, how are you being informed? How are you finding out that these products are being pulled? Uh, simply clients letting us know. Um, so it's okay. mainly clients getting in contact. We have had the odd one where the, the bank have actually notified us, but it's mainly clients that have been ringing in emailing in uh, with bad news um, that they can no longer continue with their purchase because of these reasons. So, Stu, what I thought would be a really good thing for us to do, uh, as I say, for our lovely conveyancing colleagues, is to perhaps just give a few sort of hints and tips on what conveyancers could and shouldn't be doing when yeah. faced with this situation. Because on the one hand, uh, you know, we very much want to and need to support our clients. But I think at this time in particular, as we often say, you know, the law firms are, are on the hook in the sense that we are the only people properly insured in all of this. Therefore, you know, what safeguards can conveyances themselves yeah. put in place? So I'm wondering, Stu, with that um, uh, comment that you've just made is that you're hearing from clients that their offers have been pulled. So yeah. technically, as far as you're concerned or any firm, if a client doesn't get hold of their law firm, it would be possible then, wouldn't it, for a law firm, uh, you know, who didn't have a proactive client to perhaps go ahead and exchange contracts on the basis of an offer that the firm has on its file, which yeah. on the face of it hasn't yet been pulled by the lender. Yeah, of course, it would be. of course it would be. Um, but again, I think the, 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 the first sort of point to make is always that we don't give financial advice. We can't make any comment on mortgage products and what a bank might do, might not do, so on and so forth. So I think the very first thing is always to send the client in the direction of their mortgage broker or the bank that they've got the mortgage with. But turning to that specific point, um, I think it's quite simple. I think it's all about getting consent from the client to exchange, isn't it? Um, of course, we'll go on to talk about, you know, the contractual relationship between the bank and, and the client and what that means. But first and foremost, before you exchange contracts, you know, the, the obvious thing to do is get consent from your client. And the obvious thing to do in the current climate is to mention this and to make sure before they give us the OK to go ahead, that everything is still OK with their bank and lending. Yeah, I mean, well, I think it, I would put it more strongly than that in a way, because, of course, we always seek our client's authority to exchange. But would you as a firm be wanting your client to confirm to you that as far as they are aware, their mortgage offer is still valid and hasn't been withdrawn. Most definitely. Yeah, so we would want our yeah. clients to specifically yeah. be, you know, reiterating and confirming that. Yeah, uh, we would advise we would advise them to go away and check with their bank first. Yeah, so before you exchange, yeah. go away, talk yeah. to your mortgage broker, talk to your lender, yeah. um, come back to us to confirm that this offer remains yeah. valid. Yeah. Um, so the points, do that you always make, but let's just reiterate it for... Um, uh, to, again, to get rid of this sort of this misnomer, um, uh, you know, and you talk about this very well and, and fairly frequently on Convincing Matters. But, um, you know, just just to make clear the absolute disconnect between the contractual exchange between the seller and the buyer 
and any sort of obligation that a lender has to uh, to lend on the basis of an offer. So, um, you know, that point that you always make. Do you want yeah, to of course. I think people get confused, don't they? You know, a contract is only made between a seller and a buyer, not between the seller's lawyer and the buyer's lawyer. And it's certainly not between the bank. You know, the contractual relationship between the, the, the borrower, the buyer, um, and the bank that's lending the money becomes live when that money is released. Okay, that is the time that the contract, the conditions become in force. And I think people are cottoning on to the fact that, you know, there could be material changes. And maybe if I've got made redundant, I might not be eligible. But bank can, of course, pull an offer at any point for any reason that we may have no idea about. Yeah. Um, and that might be, you know, not just at any point prior to exchange, it could be after exchange, could be the day before completion, you know, it could be that close. So you've got to be really, really careful and make sure that your reports that you send to your client, you know, pre-exchange, but also when you receive that mortgage offer and you're talking to the client, you know, about all the conditions that reside within it, one of the most important things to point out is that contractual relationship. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, again, from looking on social media, there are, you know, quite a lot of people and sometimes, dare I say, quite a few conveyances who are surprised that, yeah. you know, once we have exchanged on behalf of our seller and buyer, um, you know, they are surprised that a lender could still pull an offer after yeah. exchange. But as you say, I mean, it's sort yeah. of, it stands to reason, doesn't it? Because there's no mechanism to notify the lender about exchange. So they've got yeah. no idea. When exchange takes place, we simply submit the certificate of title to draw down the funds and confirm that everything is satisfactory. The weirdest thing about this conversation is that the very, 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 very first conveyancing case that I ever did as a fee earner, which would have been in, I don't know, 1999, something like that. Oh, don't you mean like, you know, 2012 or 2015? Obviously, the very, very, very first one that I ever had went really well. And the mortgage offer was actually withdrawn the day before. Um, and that That's was because, not a nice that, one, just no, no that, that one was because the, the client had declared um, some, let's just say, inaccurate information on their uh, application that the, the bank then how, somehow found out about. Um, but, yeah, it, it can happen and it does happen. So do you think firms, to do you think it's practical? Do you think that firms should? Do you think firms, as a matter of course, in this current very febrile, quite difficult situation that firms are in, do you think firms could or should be contacting lenders themselves to seek confirmation from the lender that an offer is still valid? Personally, no. I think that would cause such a deluge of communication that it uh, there's a num- there's a nu- there's a number of reasons why I think that's a really bad idea. The first one, from a commercial point of view, do we have capacity to start yeah. chasing banks? Um, for that information. The second point is that if there's any um, confusion as to that message that might come across, obviously we could inherit a liability where we got that wrong. Um, And also thirdly, um, we've had practical experiences here before where, for example, we've rang a bank, maybe over less significant issues, um, but still important ones, like maybe early repayment fees, where a bank have actually said to us, yes, it can be waived, um, and then to find out after completion, they got it wrong and no, it couldn't. Yeah, um, I mean, that's the thing also these days, isn't it? Because I've said for years, um, you know, really under no circumstances should a, a conveyance be relying on, a, on any verbal comment from a lender whatsoever. Um, yeah, and I just don't think with the millions of mortgage offers that are going to be swilling around there at the moment, 
the lenders, to be fair, and I hate to say this, I hate to say to be fair to the lenders, I, th I think that's a phrase I never thought I'd say, <laughs> but they aren't going to have the capacity to deal with, you oh. know, thousands of calls from conveyancers no. saying, is the offer to Mr and Mrs Buggins for two Acacia Avenue still valid? Um, so I think your emphasis on, you know, making sure the client yeah. checks and they confirm, I think really so important is that yeah. the client has to be the client. It confirms in writing to you them. Yeah, you know, as I am, as far as I'm aware, my mortgage offer remains valid. We we, we had an issue uh, again, nothing like this, but with an early repayment fee. Um, it was uh, five figures. It's a five figure early repayment fee, Gosh. and we had um, a conversation, a recorded conversation, um, with the person, um, the name of the person in the bank, the full name, um, and I won't say what bank it was, but their attitude after they insisted it had to be repaid was, oh, that person's no longer with us anymore. Um, we admit we admit they did say that the early repayment fee wasn't due, but unfortunately they got it wrong and you've got to pay it. Yes, we are going through a complaint with the Bank of Ombudsman, blah, 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 blah. But the point of this is that, you know, somebody, an employee within a bank could get that wrong and you cannot rely on what somebody says because this is too important. The issue is too large for there to be any... Um, issue lack of or, or yeah, lack well, of clarity, any confusion. What if, and your liability point, um, yeah, because because we, we will initially, inherit the liability. That's the point. Exactly. The initially, being just, a lender saying, yeah. "Is this offer still valid?" If yeah. the, you know, sounds attractive, but actually, um, again, if you if you if you think that through, if you you know what what position is the firm going to be in? Again, apart from possibly teetering on the edge of financial advice, which as we know we shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Um, what if we say to a client, no, your bank has confirmed to us that this offer is no longer valid. You know, we can't, go, you can't go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's so that one. But it, know, it could be even simpler than that, couldn't it? Because I might ring a bank right now, okay, and they may say, yes, it's absolutely fine. Okay, but tomorrow morning, that advice might change. Yeah. Okay, it might, they might change their, their, their policy or whatever. So that means, are you then suggesting that every single day, if we're in a chain and we haven't had an exchange take place, are we going to check every day that the, the office didn't? Yeah. It just practically couldn't work, could it? I think um, firms need to be doing that sort of checkpoint. I think they need to be all over their email filing admin because these mm. communications are going to be coming into firms from all over the shop. Yeah. Um, so I think you know at the moment i mean firms should be doing it anyway but let's face it lots don't or they don't do it that well Stu. um so i think firms being all over there filing and it doesn't matter whether it's paper or electronic i mean filing in a yeah. generic sense you know you probably ought to have sort of something additional you know on your file or on your system you know if, again before you exchange you know have you checked the status of the mortgage offer um bring that back to the fore this is such a big risk you know, we need to, you know, try and make sure because yeah. what we don't want, again, is what a firm doesn't want is to go ahead and exchange at, I don't know, midday, only to find out uh, that at 10 a.m., you know, an email or a communication came in that, that somebody missed saying, oh, by the way, this offer is no longer valid and we've withdrawn it or, you know, from a mortgage broker, client doesn't matter or the lender themselves. Um, I certainly think what, uh, and, and you mentioned this, Stu, I certainly think what conveyances and firms should be doing is is pulling the section of their mortgage report out that points out this, you know, the no contract, the offer can be withdrawn at any time point. That should be, I think, really reiterated. Um, yeah. And you're absolutely right. You know, you mentioned off air, 
uh, making, you know, firms should be making sure that their mortgage reports have been sent. Because curiously, sometimes that's often seen as the maybe the less important bit of advice yeah. that if you're under pressure, oh, does it really matter if we send the mortgage yeah. report? Well, hey, guys, today, yes, it really, yeah. really does. So make sure you've sent your mortgage report. But if you sent it some time ago, you know, take yes. that particular bit out, either resend it or make sure that issue that, you know, yeah. please note your mortgage offer can be withdrawn at any time, even after exchange of contracts, is absolutely crystal clear to the clients. Um, and also I thought more generally, Stu, on the mortgage report front, is again for firms to i mean i'm saying i say this a lot when i'm tra you know training you know you do need to get your standard reports out and look at them occasionally i know you do i know you're all over them but frankly again i, I know that lots of firms aren't uh, and i do think for example firms need to be reminding clients in that generic way in the mortgage report that you know as and when a fixed rate uh, product ends you're you know, your mortgage could be falling onto the standard variable rate, which could significantly increase your payments. And I think that's in the current state of the market. I do think that's another really important point that firms should be um, reminding their clients about, I have to say. Uh, and the generic advice point, I mean, you're absolutely right, Stu. I think our the tendency is for clients to say to you, well, Stu, what do you think? You know, Stu, what's your opinion? And of course, the very thing we can't do where you know mortgages are concerned yeah. gives specific. Comments. I have no idea. We do convincing. Well, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, and it's the sort, of, and as you say, it's the passing the risk of or the um, yeah. uh, decision to take the, you know, to go ahead onto the client. The client's yeah. got to decide whether they want to take the risk. And you're always really clear about that. I think you're clearer about that in me than me in some ways. Um, well, I just always think our job is to advise. Our job is not to make any decision whatsoever. Um, you know, we can advise the client the implications of, you know, going ahead without this and we've got an indemnity policy, but our job's to advise them, not push them into it. Our, you know, if, if there's another problem, you know, our job's to advise. If it was COVID and going ahead, what could happen? We advise the client as to, you know, all the information that we could possibly have within our remit so that they make the decision. Yeah, it's and that tension, isn't it? We advise ahead. the client instructs. And yeah. I think lots of people forget that because conveyancing is such a juggernaut. Yeah. And once we're on the juggernaut, it's very much driven by us. And sometimes we all want to jump out, you know, of the, of the, of the sea. Mm. But actually, it's we forget that we advise the client instructs. Um, and I mean, if a firm is being uh, risk averse on a particular transaction or there is uncertainty, well, the possibility of a simultaneous, once you've got the mortgage offer in your dirty little hands in your client account, or the mortgage advance, I should say, in your client account is, is a pretty um, risk-averse way of proceeding, and that might be appropriate in circumstances. But but again, Stu, you're, you're very much not in favour of just the automatic rush for the simultaneous. I think it's the automatic rush, isn't it? I don't think we're at a point yet where, you know, every transaction would be saying to a client is too risky, uh, we need to do a simultaneous um, because, of course, you could do a simultaneous. Um, let's just say we're, I don't know, you know, a seller might pull out, okay, because we've advised them to do a simultaneous. Um, what then? Um, so it 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 it, it, go, it works both ways, doesn't it? You know, yeah. there's other consequences of not exchanging. Um, yeah. And I don't feel at the moment, with the way things are, we need to do much different than letting the client make that decision. I think... You know, depending on what the client asks, obviously the advice is there. So the alternative, 
okay, if you are worried, is to do the simultaneous. Um, but that does mean that nobody will be contracted. Um, and that will be the risk you're then taking in, in that respect. So yeah. the option's there, isn't it? But I, I don't think it's necessary to revert to an automatic um, simultaneous for all. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think also um, an important point for conveyances to keep in mind, though, I think they will be coming under pressure to exchange and get transactions out of the way in the coming weeks, um, you know, from the agents, from the mortgage brokers, from their clients. Massively. Uh, it's, Massively. It's, it's so important, though, that conveyances mm. remember that they can't cut corners from a legal point of view just to get a matter over the line. I think it might be very tempting to say, oh, well, you know, how important is that defect in title? Well, it might be very important if, God forbid, um, you know, we have a, a more of a downturn and that lender comes back to uh, yeah. give the firm a kicking when they've repossessed and uh, and they find that there's a defect that the conveyance. Yeah, well, well, you're 100% right. You know, we don't know what way the market's going to go or, or we're pretty certain there's going to be a dip. To what extent this dip will be, um, it will mean the possibility of lenders looking at conveyance as far as more and more. You know, that that's virtually a certainty um, as we go forward. So if you have, uh, like you say, cut corners, um, you're going to have a big problem if the lender's uh, lost it's, out of the result of it. Christ. It's going to come back and bite you on the backside. And I, 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 I think what a lot of, uh, you know, the more junior members of our profession kind of don't realise is um, is how aggressive the lenders are. Because, of course, you and I have been through yeah. it a couple of times. Uh, whereas, of course, there's lots of people who've joined the profession more recently who sort of don't have a clue. And I mean them no disrespect when I say that, but they've just kind of not lived through it yet. Well, it'll be uh, litigators that they will be dealing with all of a sudden, not... Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So um, I'm really hoping... I, that, I think also, Lorraine, I think, just just sorry to interrupt you there, no, but I think, again, it, it, this, this will lead to... Um, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to estate agents uh, or potentially mortgage brokers or even developers or whoever, but I think this will lead possibly to a, uh, an increased amount of pressure uh, on conveyances and on the profession to do things quicker, to get that exchange, to get that completed, because, of course, the uncertainty that might be out there. So, unfortunately, I think there's going to be more pressure thrown into the mix as well. If, if there's not already pressure in our profession and what we do. Um, I think that's going to be heightened over the next few weeks, certainly. Yeah, I think so too, Stu. And of course, um, uh, you know, the massive irony that you and I talked about a while ago, um, the the uh, the removal of the mortgage affordability test, the stress test that uh, I was only dumped uh, a while ago, you know, the idea that in deciding affordability, mortgage lenders had to sort of, you know, produce the figures based on increased uh, you know, significantly increased um, interest rates to to try to work out if particular borrowers could afford these mortgage products, and uh, and of course that was unceremoniously dumped. So I'm I I wonder whether actually that may well come back into the market pretty sharpish um, mm. to sort of help people, um, you know, think about the figures, think about mm. well if interest rates go up from you know X to Y, can I can I afford it? Um, you know, it, it it all seems like roses in the garden if you get a five-year fixed rate at a pretty low rate, but it's a very different matter if you're about to drop off that five-year fixed rate sort of right That's now. That's definitely, yeah, well, with the cost of everything else in living, it's it's a massive worry, isn't it? It is, it is. So I'm I'm sort of afraid that we might have sort of contributed to the slight talking down of the, of the markets, Stu, and I kind of hope we haven't. What I really wanted us to do in this chat, which was, you know, we've, we've done quickly, um, was really to give some some conveyances some 
you know, some thoughts and some tips on what they could do to help manage what, mm. at the end of the day, I think is going to be quite a difficult period for conveyances um, uh, when, you know, people are already dealing with the most stressful transaction of their lives anyway. Uh, you know, this is only going to add to that stress. So, um, so you know, are, are there any other points that you want to make, Stu? I think uh, we've covered all the things that I thought. No, I, I, I think we've covered it all, haven't we? Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of, I don't know what the right word to use or how to articulate this, but, you know, we, we seem to be going from one extent to another all the time within our industry, don't we? It's not one thing, it's another and it's another. It is. Um, you know, having a sustained period of consistency would be nice, wouldn't it? But uh, it would, like you say, I don't, we, like you said, we don't want to talk things down, but I think we'd all be silly to ignore the fact that there's, you know, highly likely there's going to be a significant dip of some sort. So, you know, it, it's all coming um, and we all need to be mindful that, you know, that means we need to tweak the advice we're given uh, and make sure that we're all bang on it again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks very much for um, sharing that, Stu. Uh, and uh, well, I hope that that's been helpful. And if anybody's got any comments or things that they want to share with us or experiences or questions, you know, we're not giving legal advice, but we're always really happy to, uh, you know, to share our thoughts and give people a bit of support if um, you know if we can. So, uh, so thanks, Stu. I'll see you again soon. All right. Take care. See you soon. Bye.